saying goodbye to another legend. Ben Wyatt becomes Uncle Ben. DC is still a hot mess. And we get into our favorite movie theater moments. Welcome to the madness. Welcome to another episode of Monday Madness with Morgan and Sheen. Hello, Morgan. <laughs> Hello, the machine. How are you? Monster <laughs> truck voice is back. Yes, yes. I always feel ridiculous doing it, but I can't not do it. I mean, the title just evokes that essence of monster truck. <laughs> you think it does. I really have no concept. <laughs> well, you have no to... concept, of course. But um, no, yes. as to what even a monster truck rally even entails, what an absurdly American event. You're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> I might be missing out. I'm like, how many monster truck rallies have you attended in your lifetime, Janine? Uh, anyway, <laughs> zero. So, thank you very much. But I am aware of the concept. Mm. It's not if I had the opportunity, I would go. I just haven't been presented with the opportunity to go. No, okay, <laughs> fair enough. They don't exist in Britain, obviously, but we are back with Monday Madness. It's episode 11, Janine. Little did we think that episode 11 would even be possible, given the fact that, well, this week, for people who aren't aware, my laptop decided to break, and the screen wouldn't work, and the screen still doesn't actually work, but the system <laughs> does work, which is how we're actually still able to do this right now. Yes, we had um, to make it work. So, hopefully that can be entirely fixed at one point, but for now, basically, I can only use my laptop in this exact location, because here is my other monitor. That's how that Yay. works. That does actually work. It's a whole weird situation, yes, but it's but okay. It yes. It's okay for Adapting. now. Adapting. Adapting. We're yes. still going, aren't we, Janine? Episode yes. 11 of Monday Madness. We have a whole bunch of stuff we want to talk about, as usual. I think our Let's Talk is going to be pretty fun as well today. Yes. Our interesting movie theatre experiences, the, the, the very memorable for positive and potentially negative ways as well. I have a few kind of weird ones myself and some that I wish were different, shall we say, but also some very good ones. And I'm sure you are very much the same on that, Janine. Yes. Yes. Is it time for me to ask the question we always like me to ask at yes, the beginning it, of the show? I think it is. Well, so Janine. So lots, lots of soap. Oh, there's lots of soap. <laughs> you alluded to it all in the intro. Yes. Craziness again, sadness again, stupidness yes. again, and one particular topic I really don't want to have to talk about again, but we're going to because it's relevant. Yes. What would you like <laughs> to start with? Um, We can get the sad moments out of the, the way. The sad moments, yes. the respectful moments. Yes, yes. So we did lose another two um actors and performers in yeah. in the world of film and and other things that we do enjoy um and Haish and uh, olivia newton john 
uh, Anne Hayes recently passed, I believe, on Friday. Uh, she was in a coma for several weeks. She had crashed her car um, into a house, and the car and the house caught on fire, caused a big explosion. So she had been in a coma, and they decided to take her off life support, and she passed. So, um, yeah, I mean, just in terms of Anne Hayes, I think... Uh, she had talked a lot about, you know, her relationship with Ellen, which is, I think, what a lot of people kind yeah. of uh, remember about her. And um, the fact that that was kind of a big deal. Like, I, I remember seeing an interview where she was talking about how if she had taken uh, Ellen to the premiere of, I believe, her movie with Harrison Ford, Six Days, Seven Nights, her um, her management was going to drop her. Or yeah. Fox, Fox was going to let her out of her contract or something like that if she had chose to take Ellen to the premiere of that movie. So I think just in terms of, you know, gay rights and gay adv- advocacy, um, you know, they were kind of a trailblazing relationship that oh, really kind of cemented the fact that, you know, a, a relationship is just a relationship and, and nothing more. So um, definitely her kind of standing up for that uh was something that I think she'll be remembered for. She did have two sons. Um, you know, as a horror fan, I do remember her in things like the Psycho remake. And um, I know what you did last summer. Uh, that yes. movie I mentioned Six Days, Seven Nights as a rom-com fan. I actually really do love that movie. Um, so, yeah. I know her most from, I know what you're perfectly honest. And, and the, the the Ellen situation, yes. Yes. Um. Which, like you said, is, I think, what, what will cement her positive legacy. Yes. And rightfully so. 100% yeah. rightfully so. She may not have been the biggest name actor. I certainly don't think she's as big a name as, as the other individual or, or the other highly yeah. notable performer who passed away this past week as well. But she will certainly be um, remembered in a positive light for for like you say for for very public gay advocacy as yes. you will say which which is you know at that time as well this is this is is it mid late 90s ish yeah mm-hmm. um hot topic hot yeah. topic so you know props to Anne Haitian it's really a a horrible way yeah to pass so... away as well they haven't released too much about kind of the circumstances of the situation. Um, I did read something about, you know, things being in her system. I know mm. she had incidents a few years ago where I think it actually happened here in, in where I live in Fresno, where she um, was intoxicated or something. And she ended up breaking into a home and like ending up in somebody's bed in Fresno. Um, but since then, she had kind of been rehabilitated and worked on herself and did all these things. Um, so I don't know too much about the circumstances, but ultimately, I think she can be remembered positively for what she's yeah. contributed to, you know, gay rights and, and you know, wanting to be a good mom and a, a whole lot of good things. Yeah, and, so. and, and a, a number of good movies. Yeah. As well, yeah, which, which is should be said so yes rest in rest easy and heish i I, I certainly hope it it won't be easy after you know like i said it's it's an incredibly unpleasant way to pass away not that there's any such pleasant way but i I think you know what i mean 
And she always wanted to, I think I, I've seen a lot of things talking about how she, it was important to her to be able to donate her organs. So um, they yeah. had been keeping her on life support so that they could keep her organs kind of, you know, so they could yeah. see what could be uh, donated to people who need it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yes. I, I mean, that's good. Yes. That's a good thing. But yes, we we also, as you said before, we lost Olivia Newton-John yes. as well, which seemed to come like right after or seemed to come like last Monday or last Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So I think some people may have listened to last week's episode and gone, oh, you haven't mentioned. Well, you haven't even mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, was, it was slightly. In the timing of how after. we have to record these things. Yeah. We sometimes. Obviously. Around the time. Um, but Obviously, yes. Olivia Newton-John is pretty big, pretty significant to, to most everyone. I mean, just for Greece alone. Yes. Really, there is not it's one of those movies that every person has seen and pretty much enjoys even if yeah. you don't admit you enjoy it yeah you kind of do <laughs> people are trying to kind of backtrack it into the problematic movie type they are you know, vain that they are today um it's just you know. not really possible to because it, it's too it's too revered, really, isn't it? It's too well thought of. It's too in everybody's minds. And generation yes. after generation after generation. I mean, that movie came out in 1978. It yes. was about the 50s. Yes. Um, which is always a, a, an interesting concept. I love how you do get that. Like in the 70s, you get um, teen movies that are about the 50s. And in like the 90s, you get teen movies that are about the 70s because the directors have kind of... <laughs> Growing up and they're in the like late thirties now, so it it makes sense. Yeah. Um that kind of dawned on me, realized when I was you know, when I was realizing Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean what Greece means to people. The day that she passed, I went home and watched Grace and just her singing in that movie and you know, she was just very magnetic and dynamic and you know, John Travolta wrote a beautiful message to her and just kind of sad for him, like He's lost a lot, and you know, oh, yeah. so two two women that meant a lot to him. He lost both of them to cancer. His wife Kelly Preston, um, not that long ago, and, and now, um, you know, he he kind of ended the the message to her. You know, uh, your Danny, your John. So I thought that was really yeah. sweet. Um, and you've seen we've seen them kind of do stuff together over the years related to Grace kind of coming together and they doing have. photo shoots and singing and. Um, so yeah, definitely really, uh, sad that she's passed. She had a long battle with breast cancer. I believe she was able to kind of beat it and she was in remission for a few years and then it came back, I think in her back and, um, yeah. So, uh, just a fighter till the end and, um, yeah, we'll be remembered for her beautiful voice and her beautiful talent. And, um, yeah, it was great seeing the outpouring of love and messages from particularly like Australian actors. She's kind of their yeah. iconic person as well, yeah. you know. So, you know, to see like, you know, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman and, you know, talk about how, how you know, amazing it was to meet her and know her and, She's you know. Every notable Australian actor of, <laughs> yeah. of uh, more recent generations hero, isn't she really? So Yes, yeah. So, and, and everyone has said she, she you know, loved her fans and, um 
And uh, yeah, she the, always the came, she always came played, across as a very her name. very positive person. Yeah, the woman who played Frangie, I can't remember her name. Um, uh, they no, recently I did it. Tell you. Uh, they recently did an interview with her, and she just talked about how yeah, she would. Um, she loved her fans when she would perform. She would sing her song when she would do an encore. She would sing "I Honestly Love You" because that was kind of how she felt about you know her fans and um, yeah, so. Just well, my favourite Olivia Newton-John <laughs> song is obviously "Let's Get Physical." Because yes, <laughs> and very and like people, <laughs> I've seen her in interviews talking about you know people thought that was very risque at the time. Oh, I know, like, I know, yeah. it's a stupid. I mean, song. and then compared to like music videos now, like just think of something like WAP. Mm. Um, like oh yeah, physical was the WAP of its time. Panda was right. <laughs> yeah, Panda was. Yeah, so just just love her. She was amazing. Um, you know, hopelessly devoted is one I always sing. Um, it is the best song. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Hopelessly yeah. devoted to you is is the best song. It's the best performed. It's the best yeah. song, and it gets you the most. Even yes. everybody likes to sing the stupid summer loving song. Everybody <laughs> likes to sing. We go ooh, together. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Everybody likes to sing We Go Together like shoobidi boobidi boobidi boobidi. Yeah. Everybody does. And the, you're but, the one that I want, of course. Yes. But <laughs> Hopelessly Devoted to is an actual song. <laughs> yes. And just her pure vocals. And oh, it's so beautiful. And yeah. It comes on the radio song, a lot if you listen to Heart 70s, which I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you do. Yes. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Yeah. When I'm listening to the radio, when I'm not listening to my own music in the car, yeah, <laughs> the Heart Seventies, which is is nice, a radio in Britain, and um, yeah, it, it does come on, it does come on quite a lot yeah. on that. <laughs> but yes, um, I think she was seventy-three as well, and and Anne yeah. Heche was 50, 53. 53. Yeah, it's no ages at all. No, um, it's it's and it's it's very sad, but it's always nice to pay our respects on the show yes um you know we love movies it's you know these actors become a part of your kind of life and and lexicon yeah. of things that you remember and, and part of your memories so when you lose one of them uh you know you do feel that as a fan of of, of film and, and art and creativity you lose a creative force you lose a creative mind a creative yeah. being uh when you are a creative person so yeah we always kind of you know, want to pay respects to people that we've lost along the way that that inspired us that that added to the creativity of things we love. So, yeah, I haven't actually watched Grease in ages. As well. Yeah, I came home and decided to watch it that night, and still just love that movie so much. Fun. It's always, it's always just seems to be on TV on on certain certain times of the year, certain like holidays of the year. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Grease will come on. It's like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> oh, what? Or Jason and the Argonauts. It's one of these just movies on. that British TV just shows <laughs> just all the time. Or yeah. any Bond movie. Well, it just yeah. shows. <laughs> it's just the um, regular rotation. Yeah. Harry Potter at Christmas. It's just yeah. it, it's just always there. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's it's also one of those kind of few movies that I think my own mum really, really loves because she she's not huge into movies, yeah. to be honest mm -hmm. with you. But but yeah, your mom really is like does. my sister and my mom. Like they don't really watch movies like that. <laughs> she really does. She really does like that one. Um 
Weirdly, I've never actually seen my mum's favourite movie, which is actually The Slipper and the Rose, which is the Cinderella adaptation with no, Richard I've Chamberlain. Never, I've never seen that. Um, I've never seen it, but I know for a fact that is my my mum's favourite movie. Well, and her birthday is coming up. Maybe you should kind of is. be like, hey, mum, let's watch it together. I'll sit and watch your favourite movie with you. Watch along idea. She wouldn't come on a watch along. You would not get to anywhere near a watch along. But I'd like the idea. I certainly like the idea. I think it's also about three hours. So goodness, maybe a I think it is. It's from the seventies. Okay. I don't know a great deal about it other than it's got Richard Chamberlain in it. It's a Cinderella adaptation. Yeah. And it's from the 70s and it's quite long. Okay. Um, why she's never actually sat us down to watch it, I couldn't tell you. I mean, but Greece, she certainly <laughs> did. So, I mean, from the moment like we decided to do all these shows and things together, I was like, You're watching Cutting Edge. <laughs> You're watching you were, yes. Movie. So, yes. I made you watch my favorite movie almost immediately. <laughs> and I'm pretty but... sure you will have seen my. Or a number of my favourite movies, because I, yeah, I never say I have one, but, you know, yes. the likes of Bugsy Malone and things yes. like that, that I just unabashedly adore. <laughs> yes. Even though they're a bit silly. But yes, I, Willy I, Wonka. <laughs> and Willy Wonka, obviously, yes. Yes. And various other things. But, yes, uh, rest easy to the both of them. Yes. And I would like to now talk about something i feel positive about before we get on to anything that i feel <laughs> negative about please okay. Jane. okay as the third season of the best coming of age show in net on netflix never have i ever is back for th for the third season yes see i've never i've never watched it so I'm i haven't even... watched it all yet i've watched like the first four episodes but okay. i will finish it very soon because i love it it's so okay. great it's so well, fun. I, I will watch this show when you watch the boys so but the boys is heavy this isn't heavy this is a silly teen <laughs> romancy comedy coming of age show the boys is funny and it makes fun of a lot of things that people find very annoying in the world and it just like pokes fun of those things it's a great the satire. next thing I'm watching on Amazon <laughs> is obviously the Rings of Power. So, <laughs> okay, well, you watch that show and I will watch this show. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> that show, as though you're not going to watch it. I'm not, I'm not you're watching not that show to until watch you watch the Rings of Power. Oh, well, the Rings of Power, yes, of course. See. But I'm not going to watch Never Have I Ever until you watch The Boys. I think you'd enjoy it. It's the most chaotic show I've ever watched, and I don't usually like kind of well, chaotic teen boys. drama. It's pretty chaotic. But I think uh, Davy in in, uh, in in Never Have I Ever is one of the absolute... One of the characters who I think I've ever come across who has continually made the the the... Worst possible decision after worst possible decision Ooh. that you could possibly make. It's 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 not meet the parents level frustrating to watch because uh, that is 
arguably the single most frustrating movie in the history that of one time. and and don't watch dan in real life that one is infuriating okay as well. i won't i won't <laughs> watch that but you are just like you want you want so much good for devi in never mm-hmm. have i ever and she's continually just doing the wrong thing in nah. life in relationships in friendships and yeah yeah it's yeah uh, oh, but it's 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 fun and it's funny and it's okay. sweet and Maitreyi Ramakrishnan's just phenomenal and should be doing far more than never have i ever and for some reason isn't I don't know why she isn't, because she's just great. And it, you know, gives us the kind of, this is why I, I enjoyed it from the start, was it's of, it's about an Indian girl. So it's an Indian girl growing up in like Sherman Oaks, California. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So it gives it gives you, you know, her dad's, her dad's passed away. Um, she's living with a mom. The, the kind of season one deals with a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff um but it gives you a different perspective and you know i like my female coming of age things you, and you know i like my coming of age things about different cultures and this is exactly that this is all of it merged into one stop making me want to watch this because i know you're not going to go watch the points. it's great it's great <laughs> um i know it comes under it comes under some flack as well because i think the ma- the main love interest i, I forget is name in real life but he's called paxton on the show is a one of the two main love interests i suppose i think he's like i think matrey ramakrishnan is like 21 22 ish i think something like that and i think i'm sure he's like 36 oh my god so and he's playing like the same age (laughs) um but he doesn't look it you know he looks he looks age appropriate Okay. It, it's uh, and when I found that out, I was like, "Well, okay, that was weird." But some people, you know, were <laughs> awkward and they don't like that, and it's all like, "Oh, look at this adult man," but also my trays and adult woman. So yes, in real life, yeah. I don't, you know, it's it's a show. At the end yeah. of the day, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, no, it's great, and I love it. And I hate that Netflix doesn't promote its things properly, and you actually just have to follow the actors and the f- creators behind to said shows what, and yeah. movies and things that to because they're just know turning that it's out so out. much at one time. That... I saw something about this Knives Out sequel. You know, because yeah. Netflix bought mm-hmm. Knives Out. Apparently, that's coming in one month. Have On you Netflix. seen anything about it? Just I the, haven't. Just, they just showed like the title card of it and has released the cast, and that's about it. Yeah. One month away from the premiere of this thing on Netflix, and you don't know diddly, you don't need know a trailer, you've not got all this promo. What's going on, Netflix? Every yeah. other streaming service does it. Yeah. Disney Plus does it, Amazon does it, HBO does it, all the stupid little ones, Peacock TV and all this nonsense. Oh yeah, you see Disney Plus ads for their new stuff all the time. All the time. Same with Amazon, same with HBO, same with all, mm-hmm. all the rest of them. Netflix, you see nothing until the day, and then you just go, oh, this. You get little tweets. Yeah. Look, look, it's this. And then and then it's forgotten about the next week. Stupid Netflix. Yes, better promotion. You can afford I'd it. I'd have been far more excited for Stranger Things Season 4 if I'd have known it was happening <laughs> a few weeks before it actually just bombarded yeah, onto up. me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Weird. 
weird anyway, but it's a great show and I wanted to smile because I love that show and it's silly okay. and it's one of Morgan's silly little shows that he likes. Well, make yourself smile before you get incredibly frustrated. Because Go on then. DC is still a hot mess, like I said. I'm tired of talking about it, Janine. It's every damn week. And I've absolutely had enough. <laughs> Ezra has caught another case. Uh, some burglary charge now Ezra is upon Miller him. Needs um, to calm down. I believe. I believe. Now I'm going to be respectful, but I believe we should be referring to Ezra Miller as they them. I yes, do believe yes, that. Yes. Apologies. Um. So I would like to be respectful, even though. Ezra Miller is they clearly are, a weirdo. Yes, they have a, um, uh, a, a theft charge now. I guess. No, it's some nonsense, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, they can't yes. stop themselves. And the fact that the studio is just not even addressing it, not even kind of at least saying something about it. Um, they've done some reshoots now, oh, all I've around the time enough. of all of these charges kind of coming up on them. Uh, so I don't know what this movie's gonna be. Um, and also just kind of from DC, apparently, a lot of the people working for DC have no concept of this David Zaslav's big old 10 year plan that he has been talking about. Once they heard the news of Batgirl being pulled and his 10 year plan, a lot of people were pissed, they didn't know what he was talking about. This was like news to them. Um, Walter Hamada, who's the president of DC, I, I guess almost walked when he heard Batgirl was being God. pulled and word of this 10-year plans. He had to be talked into staying at least until October when Black Adam was coming out. Um, there's just word of variety, put out a whole article about just kind of how most of people at DC just aren't on board for his plan, weren't really aware. It was news to them that he was pulling projects and, and saying things like this. So he was not in any kind of clear communication with the president of DC or people involved in making these movies. So oh, I mean, to fun. all the people who thought, that, oh, this sounds great. Like, it seems like they're really working on stuff. They're really listening to it. No, he did not even communicate this apparently to the people who are making these movies. So uh, check out the Variety article. Um uh, it kind of breaks it all down but yeah apparently yeah walter mahada the president was not very happy a lot of people are pissed who work at dc because yeah they, they were not on board with this plan so yeah <laughs> it is incredibly confusing janine yes it's incredibly confusing to me and i also don't understand how we are allowed to go bye bye batgirl right Yes. We're perfectly happy to do that. But, and now again, with more criminal nonsense from Ezra Miller. Yeah. We're not just at this point going bye bye Flash. I know you've spent about 300,000 million billion gazillion dollars on it. I'm aware of that. Yes. But at this point, nobody's seen this movie. Nobody's yeah. going to see this movie. Nobody's interested in seeing this movie. Or at least yeah. hardly anyone is. But yeah, you're pulling it's, it's, a movie that you're pulling a movie that, that could have made significant profit like Batgirl if it was good, especially if it was good. I mean you don't know, do you? But you don't have faith I don't have faith that this Flash movie is even going to be competently done. 
yeah especially if you're having to cut around things cut around ezra like it's they're in taking they're, they're playing a couple versions of themselves in this movie so oh, like, God. yeah there's like a couple versions of barry in this movie so like with scenes together so like i don't know how that's gonna go but... a complete mess a complete yes. mess mm-hmm. um a, and a continuing complete mess i know there's been things that there's there's three things we can do about the flash movie i am warner brothers and here are the three things number one is do some sort of extended interview with ezra miller where ezra miller will explain uh that they're very sorry why they're going to look into themselves yeah go to therapy all this business here is one idea we have here is another idea we have is release the movie on hbo max with no fanfare at all just so it's there or don't at all release the movie now i'm thinking at this point if you can do away with batgirl that was a deeply unproblematic movie yeah that I think people were excited for yeah, a little bit of a smaller some kind character. Of, yeah, and there's some bit kind of a, financial loophole where they can get their yeah. money back and cut their losses. Why couldn't you do cut your losses and you know for that? I understand for, for the flash that a great many people work on these things and want to see it as a final product. But I also have to think that well, all those people have actually, you know, they don't get paid when the movie comes out do they they get paid as they are making the movie yeah so they're not out of pocket really they just don't see their final product and i think when you realize what the final product is i'm sure everybody be like fair enough unless this is just me if i was getting paid to create something that things out of my control had made it turn into just this hellscape of, of this is not going to perform well in the slightest but i'm still i still know that i've done a good job in myself and yeah. people around me and I'm like yes we've done a good job here we can be satisfied in ourselves that we've done a good job we can even take little bits of things for ourselves yeah. i think that that happens doesn't it yeah to to, to have something there that say we did a good job on this flash movie um before the star decided to become a continuous criminal a career criminal he might as yeah. well be a super villain at this point or they, they might, might as, as well. well i do apologize <laughs> yeah. they might as well be a super villain at this point yeah i mean is ezra miller just actually trying to become into the superhero world yeah i'm not sure what is going on through their head that they don't realize what they're doing to these other people who put their time and effort into making this movie like let the movie come out and then go on your crime spree (laughs) like (laughs) right you're really at least let the movie come out before you before you need (laughs) 
to right? fulfill your need of thefts and burglaries and assaulting and people to so all these people who put so much time and effort the other actors the directors the you know the studio the you know everyone the the, the cg people doing the special effects everyone who worked on this movie and you're just screwing it all up like it is literally it's just, just feel ridiculous. no remorse for any of it like it sucks no it really sucks. it's 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 just ridiculous but i am happily saying that my thing is or my opinion and i think it's the logical one is well get rid of it because you've been able to just get rid of movies apparently now if they hadn't yeah. have done that with batgirl i wouldn't be saying that but they've shown that they're more than willing to do it to something that had no issues with it so why not do it to something that obviously does if you stay it's the same principle yeah. Or at least it's the same principle to me. I know there's probably significant more financial losses involved, but there's going to be financial losses anyway when it's released and makes diddly Nobody squat. Sees it. Yeah. So Warner Brothers again. And the fact that yeah, what the hell are you doing? They have no plan. They're not addressing it. They're just acting like everything's fine. So it's just <laughs> stupid. It's very, very stupid. Frustrating right now. But... And I've had enough of it. <laughs> I really have had enough of it. Is there anything else have. we want to talk about that we haven't had enough of, Janine? Um, we did get some interesting uh, news about Sony's uh, Madam Web movie. <laughs> now, also the Sony universe of Spider-Man nonsense, which yes. whatever it's called, isn't like something second... Morgan cares about either. They are the second most infuriating when it comes to like, because it's like you loan out Spider-Man, right? And then you're still trying to do all these other contradicting things, but also kind of still trying to connect it to Marvel because you know how successful they've been. You know, you did you actually go one... and see Morbius? I did not. Neither um, did I. I'm you've... thankful about them <laughs> yes. the fact that we didn't. Um, you had one success with one spider-man movie recently so you decide okay we're gonna put all our money in this spider-man basket and that's how you get morbius and that's how you get the venom movies which you know have their fun moments but i think people like the first venom don't they i think i i'm personally like the second venom more than the okay. first one like i was so bored with the first venom like tom hardy is great in it but everything around it is like okay yeah that's kind of how the venom movies are you love tom hardy you love his relationship with venom and then everything else is kind of nonsense um so yes they had their successful into the spider-verse yeah so they think okay well that's where we're gonna make our money is anything spider animation right and it's like yeah the fact that this was an an innovative type of animation you had grace vo great voice work you crafted that story there you put it in the hands of people who have a great track record with comedy and and those kinds of things so yeah success but that does not translate to your live action project so they're doing this madam web movie um has dakota johnson um it has uh, now now they're talking about uh, Emma Roberts as Peter yeah. Parker's mother. There's set photos of her pregnant with Peter um, and uh, Adam Scott as uh, our young Uncle Ben. I guess he's a paramedic in this movie. And yeah, I don't know where it's going. So it's going to just jump times. And I'm not and even sure get... what to think about 
Adam yes. Scott as as Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. One Ben going from another Ben. Yes, which is going to kind of mess up unless he's played JFK in something that I just don't know about. Um, it's going to mess up the kind of track record of Uncle Ben always being played by an actor who's playing JFK. Um, Which is something (laughs) significant, and I think we need to continue that trend. Yes, so I was kind of hopeful of seeing like a picture of Rob Lowe on uh, Marissa Tomei's mantle, because, uh, you know, age appropriate and, uh, you know, another Parks and Rec cast member. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why they picked the wrong one. Blowing. But but they wanted, I guess, younger Uncle Ben. So um, yeah. that's what they're going with here. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know the plot of this story. I, I don't know. No, I know very, very. I mean, <laughs> yes. I know virtually nothing about, about Madam Webb, to be honest with you. I, the thing I'm. I suppose genuinely interested in and excited by in terms of the Sony Spider-Man stuff is this second into the Spider-Verse movie. Yes, because the first one was so... It's later this year, I think, actually, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I think so. Um, If not early, if not early. If not early next year. Yeah. But I think that's going to be great because it's, like you said, the, the one good really good movie really well received movie really well thought of movie was into the spider-verse it's the animation it's everything to do with it i think most mostly what's great about that movie is the style of it though to be perfectly yeah. honest i think it's, yeah, got a, it it's a, a good spider-man story it's a good story but it's the style of it that draws a whole new in. animation style yeah and you're doing the same for, for this other movie so i i assume it's going to be the same kind of positive uh feeling really yes um but no the live action ones haven't been enormous i think they've made a little a venom the venoms have done okay uh, have they, yeah the venom movies have been somewhat successful but, but critically coming, up, coming after not... morbius you yeah. just you, you the the most laughable movie business uh thing of the last 10 years i would say has been the release the response the re-release and the joke surrounding morbius i find yes and the fact that the re-release was a joke came from a joke it was this meme of it's morbin time (laughs) like the sequel to morbius and everyone was including jared leto who like showed a picture of him looking at a script that said Morbius 2, it's Morbin time. And he was just in on the joke. And they thought, ooh, people are making this big joke. Everyone's in on it. I think that means they want us to re-release Morbius. They re-released Morbius into theaters and nobody saw it again. I mean, <sighs> people say it's the worst superhero movie. Um, certainly this side of fan stick. Yeah, I mean, I heard it's super incoherent. It like, and yeah, it I don't. Like it had why would a... I want to see this movie? And the fact that they're trying to do this weird thing with Adrian Toomes and bring Michael Keaton's vulture, yeah, vulture from the MCU, and that's just a confusing thing. Like, it makes no sense. I don't. I don't know what no, they're doing. I don't know either. I don't know about this this Madam Web thing. I like the idea, admittedly, of someone like Adam Scott playing a young Uncle Ben, though. Because I yeah. think the, the 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 vibe kind of fits. Yeah, Emma exactly. Roberts as as you know as 
Peter Parker's mother. We don't really know Peter Parker's mother, so we don't know if that's going to fit. But I always think of Emma Roberts as about 15 years old, so that's a yes. little bit strange to me. She will forever just look like 16 or 17. Um, <laughs> and... I don't know, like you said, Dakota Johnson's playing actually Madam Webb, isn't it? Oh, I think um is Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney from well. Euphoria, yeah, yeah. She's like the protege of of Madam Webb. I mean she she sounds like a fairly interesting character. Yeah. This kind of all knowing kind of person. Yes, so I, I don't know much about the character um, or this kind of story that they're following, but it seems to be as no, not much Spider Versal type things. And yeah. Obviously, trying to play into well, Spider Verse was successful. Let's do another live action Spider Verse. Hey, everyone's gonna and care. Look, look. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope it does. I hope it does do well. Yeah. I just I, I certainly hope it does do well. Um, I just think you're gonna have to. You well, you're gonna have to have it do well. You're gonna have to have it be a good movie to come off of Morbius with. Because if it's anywhere close to that level again, nobody's ever going to see your Spider-Man movies ever again. Yes. And that maybe might just significant... release it. Maybe yeah. just release it before Spider-Verse. So if it sucks, then at least we'll still have one more thing to look forward to from you. No, so. don't do not do that. <laughs> don't do that, because it might ruin the chances of people going to see that movie, because they just but see Sony I... Spider-Man and just go, no, I'm not no, doing it. No, but they already know that the first Spider-Verse was so well done. So they're still going to hold true that at I least they know. know how to do that. I don't know. I would like to think so, but I don't know. I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if people would do that. But it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I like Adam Scott. I yes, do. I do too. I think everybody does. I always liked him on, on Parks and Rec. I, I, I like Parks and no, Rec. No, he's great. Yeah. I do. Um, although I haven't watched that in a long time either. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a long due for time. a rewatch. Possibly, possibly. But then who has the time when I'm watching so many other things all the time? Yes. Like Never Have I Ever and other great shows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and with our uh, fantasy battles of September that are shortly upon us. Oh, we won't know what to do with ourselves. We'll be literally I will literally be watching those two things and any such analysis, breakdown, breakdowns, yeah. Um discussion shows. It's yeah. all gonna I'm not gonna be watching any Anything. other movies apart from things to do with our shows. Yes. Any other shows. It's just that that and every little bit of after show that comes yes. in between. Yes, we, we have a lot to kind of look forward to and be consumed by. <laughs> you certainly um, do. Dragons. <laughs> yes. Rings. <laughs> elves. Yes. Targaryens. <laughs> Blondes. <laughs> blonde people. So many blonde people. <sighs> yes. Yes, we do. Um, is there anything else, though, that we wanted to bring up, Janine, in um, our What's Up segment? Well, just to, you know, jump from What's Up to Let's Talk. Are we um, in our Let's Talk segment? Well, we're, we're straddling the line. Straddling um, the line of the segments. <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually, Title card. I got to take my nephew to his first theater experience. Oh, um, the other day uh he you know 
grew up during COVID quarantine time. So, um, you know, he didn't get to go out much, do a lot of things, see a lot of things, experience a lot of things, uh, mostly just kind of stuck inside or around the house. Um, and with just us family. So um, now that kind of we're able to go out and do more things, my sister has definitely been trying to get him out more to experience more things. So of course we did our big Disneyland trip. Um, they just took a trip to Sedona. So we got to go to this animal park and like see snakes and all these kinds of cool animals. Um, so yeah, she's definitely trying to expose him to more things um, that he's missed out on. Like, I think for his fourth birthday, we took him to, this was his first time going to a restaurant, you know, we took him to a teppanyaki restaurant and he was very kind of nervous because there was fire and he didn't kind of know what to do. And (laughs) it's a dangerous restaurant. (laughs) Yes. So he was very kind of, yeah. So he was, you know, he refused to take his hands off his ears. So it's like, everything's just kind of a trial and error, but we always want him to just try everything. Right. Yeah. Um, we took him bowling and it was a little loud for him. So we had to get him we got like we have some shooting headphones where you know you can it blocks out the loud sounds but you can still hear people talking so once we put those on him he was able to kind of loosen up and he really had fun with bowling but at first he was like i don't know this is loud i want to go home so the movie theater was just another kind of you know stepping up point into something new for him um and you know as a as a kind of the biggest cinephile in my family i was very excited for jalen's first movie he's four so um yeah he loves dc he's super obsessed with like clark kent right now okay (laughs) yes he has his little clark kent costume my mom my sister bought him some like uh glasses from the grocery store were popped out the lenses he has this little tie and this little hat so he's Brilliant. like you know he says clark kent goes into the pantry and then he turns into superman like proper 40s clark <laughs> yes. as well yes as it. he has no concept of a phone booth so it's a pantry because he knows what a pantry is so um <laughs> he knows what a pantry is but he doesn't know what a phone booth is well there's a Craziness. pantry in their house and he like he must love food Yes, he goes in there, gets his chips and his snacks, ah, and hides see. in there. Yeah, so he knows what the pantry is. But um, yeah, so we saw DC the League of Super Pets, um, and we did the VIP experience. So there's like a nice little lounge area. You get unlimited okay. ice cream and popcorn, icy soda. So we we kind of went a little bit early so we could kind of enjoy the lounge area. And we were sitting down. There's like a big screen in the lounge area, just kind of showing previews for movies. And he kind of was all getting comfy there, thinking that's where we were going to watch the movie because he's used to watching movies at home on the yeah. TV, on the curled up on the couch. Um, but I'm like, no, we're going to watch the movie on a bigger screen, Jalen. So um, we get to which into the his theater. response must have been a bigger screen. Yeah, he's like, like my TV at home. I'm like, no, Jalen. No, so we go, he's kind of snuggled in his seat. And like, he even like didn't want me eating his popcorn before we got in the movie because he <laughs> wanted to make sure he had some for the movie. But we get into okay. the movie and my sister got him pizza, all this stuff. He didn't want to touch anything. He didn't want to eat anything. He kind of just, so I, it's, I feel like he gets nervous. He has to kind of know what it is he's doing before he can really settle into yeah. it so he's sitting there he doesn't want to move he doesn't want to like he wants to hold my mom's or my sister's hand he wants to hold my hand he's like kind of just feeling it out 
he's a little nervous. He thinks like it's a ride at first. We're like, no, we're just watching a movie like at home. Don't go on the Pinocchio ride again. No, <laughs> which he loves. Pinocchio loves that movie. And like I said, I think I had mentioned before, he now wants to just watch the YouTube video of that ride. <laughs> uh, this so. is this is what I said to you <laughs> when we when you you told you you're going to disneyland story jalen will grow up to absolutely love that pinocchio ride more than any other ride he's ever been on yes so 100 percent. i'm definitely excited to take him back when he's older and, and kind of see the experience but yeah so he definitely was just take kind it, of take him when he's like 14 and yes. just go like yeah jalen used to be you really scared of this. of this yeah there's videos of you crying about this and then laugh in his face because that's yes, what we should definitely. do with our relatives. When he turns into a teenager, we're definitely going to make fun of him. But yes, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was very hesitant until he kind of realized this is just like a movie at home. He was watching it. The first ten minutes, he was kind of like, "I want to go home. Can we go home?" But he was like smiling while he was saying it. So he really started kind of getting into the movie. But then, you know, he got a little distracted as kids do just in general. He, they can't sit and watch a whole like hour and a half, whatever movie. So he kind of got up and he said he wanted to sit in my lap. So the last like 30 minutes of the movie, he crawled in my lap and was sitting with me, kind of reading the ABCs of the aisles. <laughs> like, what letter is that? That's D. That's like, so, you know, I'm like, watch the movie, Jalen. But luckily, like we were the only ones in there. It was like us and like one other guy. So we weren't like disturbing anybody. No. Um, so ultimately, yeah, he ended up enjoying the movie. He liked it. You know, my sister always asked him after an experience, was that a thumbs up? Was that a thumbs down? And he'll give a thumbs up. Okay. But it's hard to gauge because we did this Monet um, uh, or Van Gogh experience where they kind of project all his paintings on these walls yeah. and all of this stuff. And he just did not, he was not having it. He was like, I want to go home. I want to get out. He was freaking out. Like, like usually Jaylen he'll kind of like no. galleries, Janine. No. So he was freaking out. It was dark in there. He didn't know what was happening. He was like, oh, I want to get, like the whole time he was just like whining. And then like we get in the car to leave. My sister was like, thumbs up or thumbs down. He's like, thumbs up. <laughs> what? He was whining the whole time. So I don't know how well of a gauge that is. But anyway, I think he, he had fun kind of exploring the theater after and everything yeah. like that. So I think he had a successful movie theater experience. That sounds like it. And yeah, I was happy to be there for that because going to the movies is something I definitely love to do. And that leads us into our Let's Talk. <laughs> Yes. The title card's already come up at this point. That's yes. why I said title card <laughs> before. Um, but yes, our Let's Talk today is our own most memorable movie theatre, or as I would say, cinema experiences. Yes. Good and bad. Jalen's first movie, Jalen's first movie in a cinema will always be DC's League of Super Pets. Yes. And he will be able to say that for his entire life. Yes. And this will this will never change. This it is a memorable me moment. Because I makes just don't, sad. I just don't remember. Like I don't think I remember my first movie. Like I think oh, I. Oh, you don't. No, I know what mine I was. I don't think I remember my first movie theater experience. I want to say that it was The Lion King, but I mean I don't know for sure. The light really? Yes. That, that you were that. You that's not very like young no, for you, is it? No, that, that's like no, but it's like that's what I'm saying. I'm like really trying to remember if I saw anything else when I was younger than that, and I just can't. 
No, I went yeah. to loads of things between <laughs> when I was like a young, young child. Yeah. This is what I find weird about my family. Like, I remember going to the cinema quite a lot as a child, but we wouldn't like do it at home. Or we wouldn't just like watch movies. And like my mum and dad very rarely talk about movies. Yes. If ever. Not. But they still well, I I do remember actually physically going to the cinema for a significant was... amount of maybe children's movies, animated yeah. movies, Disney movies, you know that kind of stuff. Oh, you know Pixar. what? I think it was an American tale movie. Okay. I do remember seeing that in theaters. I know what mine was. I know what mine was. Mine was uh, Disney's Dinosaur from 2000. Oh, gosh. That was mine. What? That was, that was my first ever... Oh, this is really going to make me feel old, this whole thing. ...movie in a cinema. Possibly, possibly it is. But that was my first ever movie in a theater, in, in a uh, cinema. Because I, I was, what, three at that yeah. point? Um, I loved dinosaurs as a, as a toddler and a very young child. So naturally what you're going to, you know, there's a big movie about dinosaurs. It's not Jurassic Park. It's probably not going to scare you that much. Yeah. Disney movie, been... even though there's terrifying scenes in that goddamn movie that oh still God. haunt me to this day. There's oh scenes in the rain and the dark and the storm and lightning falling down and meteor, the meteor shower, obviously it's, it's, it's yeah. not. It, it, it's I not a remember that friendly movie. movie. Yes. I, I significantly think... remember that movie. I remember the start of it. Uh, there's like a um, an over-raptor who, who runs around, steals the egg. Goes, it's very nice. It's all CG. And, uh, and to be fair, I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. So I imagine the CG looks absolutely diabolical now, to be honest with you. But yeah, I do remember it. Um, I do, And I do remember actually going seeing it it's it, I, I actually now go to the same cinema my more my regular cinema that i go to now um is the same cinema that i saw my yeah. first ever movie in. my cinema was it was it closed down and it was like not even like like i can't even remember a theater without stadium seating but it was a theater without stadium seating it was really like straight flat seats okay. um so yes i would have been maybe three when american tale came out so i mean it could have been that it could have been um or maybe because i do remember seeing buffy the vampire slayer in theaters that was that was 92 so okay i don't know um but uh, I just have a ton of just random ones, like from high school. I think I was going to movies more, so I like I saw disturbing behavior with my sister. Um, no. I know my dad. My dad was kind of in and out of my life growing up, but I know like when he would want to try to spend time with me, he would take me to a movie. He would fall asleep every time, but I could tell that that was like his his way of trying to spend quality time with me, doing something I loved. Well, so Janine, he... this is exactly what my dad also does when. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when when we've ever been to the cinema or even tried watching a movie just in the house in the past. Yes. It's just like, yeah. but oh, movie... half an hour's gone. You're asleep. You're asleep again. <laughs> elbow, elbow, nudge, nudge. Yes, You're asleep again. I mean, are you enjoying this movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah What's happened? Me. Not oh. sure, to be honest. Brilliant. Like, yes. I'm just going to go to bed now. Bye. And yes. that's kind of the situation. I don't know how you can fall asleep in the cinema. I mean, I, I understand, but it's too loud, right? 
Is it not too loud I mean, to fall asleep? Now, if you're in those loungy seats, it's kind of easy. Yeah, um, you do have to climb the seats now. Yes, um, but I remember him taking me to see Dead Man on campus. Uh, okay, <laughs> and he yeah he was knocked the hell out. Um, I remember seeing uh, City of Angels with my crush at the time, like in junior high. So every time you know that Iris Goo Goo Doll song came out, oh, I was like, for God's that's, sake. "That's the song that reminds me of him," because that was like the biggest song from that movie. And you uh, still think that, don't you? Now all I mean, these years, all I have, these I have, no, years later, I have, he ended up becoming my boyfriend and dumping me for my best friend. So oh, that's not nice. Not as fond of memories. Plus, City of Angels, that ending just pisses me off. So. Uh, <laughs> I remember going to see um, Cruel Intentions with one of my friends and the scene, like, I think we were the only ones in the theater, so the scene when Reese Witherspoon's going up the escalator and they're playing the Counting Crows song and Ryan Phillippe's just standing there, I think, in in a blue shirt. He's wearing a blue shirt. And, and yes, we were just like, "Ah!" you know, we were just totally, like, losing it. Hold Um, on, though. Are you telling me that you have never seen The Cutting Edge in the cinema? I have not. I've never that seen. That is insane to me. So we will get to a segment where we talk about movies we would have loved to see in yeah. the theater. But no, because I was not aware. Of, I, that was one I discovered on home video from the video store. Okay. We rented it and watched it at home and I proceeded. That one and Clueless, I think we were, we, uh, I think we, those were two movies that we had rented before where I just kind of watched them as many times as I could before we had to take them back to the video store. Okay. Um, but uh yeah i another just memorable experience was going to see the patriot the, the patriot uh, with mel gibson all me these my friend. yes me my all friend these, like, really all these movies that why why would young people go and watch these movies in the i don't know the i think because heath ledger was in it so we were just like you know 1776 war movie with mel gibson oh yeah so you know um, and I was a huge action movie fan. So we go to see this movie, The Patriot. There's a scene where um, terrible Jason Isaacs kills one of his uh, young sons, kills one of Mel Gibson's young sons and takes uh, Heath Ledger captive. And Mel Gibson gets his axe and he goes through the woods and he starts just killing all the guys. And it's like this traumatic scene where they, he's killed his young son. You know, he's kidnapped Heath Ledger. And so he's just wrecking dudes and killing them with this axe and chopping them up and my friend were just like whisper screaming the whole time kill them yeah like well, i don't know what happened we got so savage in the in the theater we're just like yeah, all whispering kill them get them all like i just remember us freaking out going crazy when he was just killing all these dudes i think you were uh... You have a hatred of British people, naturally, don't you? Well, I mean, why. Jason Isaacs was a pretty terrible villain in that movie. But, yeah, we were going kind Did of we ever that. talk about Jason Isaacs uh, playing Cary Grant? Did we, we did. talk about that on the I last to, episode? I believe we did last week. We, I think we did. I think we did. I think we did. Um, there, yes, there's, so. there's a little what's up <laughs> thing for yes. you. Jason Isaacs is going to play Cary Grant. Yes. Fun. Um, um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I some remember. of my, some of my, some of my other kind of weirdly, weirdly memorable ones. Angley's Hulk is a weirdly <laughs> oh, memorable one for me. I just um, remember them showing that frog blowing up like three times. I'm oh, like, it's, it's a horrendous showing movie. It again. <laughs> I mean, I have a weird fondness for it. I do, but I remember that distinctly because 
I remember going seeing it, you know, this was 2003. So again, I'm not that old at this point. And I remember it was kind of the first time I'd ever stayed up late, you know, oh. it was, it, so it was like a nighttime movie. Yeah. And I remember, I distinctly remember it being a big thing and me saying the day after to my dad, because me and my mum went late at night. I don't know what had happened, but me and my yeah. mum went to the cinema <laughs> Just, late and something yeah. might have happened. I don't know. Me and my mum went late at, no, not late at night, but maybe okay. But, but like it felt late for you. <laughs> felt certainly felt late for me. But it must have been, must have been probably a nine o'clock showing or something like that, or a half past eight showing. Yeah. Because um, I remember saying, um, I got I got home at 11 o'clock last night. Dad, I, <laughs> like I got home after you'd go to bed. After you'd gone to bed, I, I got home. And this is like, <laughs> what, six-year-old me? Oh um, my so I distinctly remember going and seeing Ang Lee's Hulk purely for the fact that it was a late night for Morgan, and that was exciting. Apparently, I don't like late nights now. I like going to bed. Yes, you like to go to bed early. Um, what else? What else? I remember going and seeing Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat twice oh, because yes. one was a birthday party. Birthday parties <laughs> at the cinema as oh, well. Yes. This was that a this was, was always too. a thing. You would meet up in the cinema. Uh, foyer, lobby, whatever you want to call it. Um, get all your popcorn and things like that. This was back when I actually ate things in the cinema, not like that. now, where I just get a cup of coffee and I'm on my way. Yeah. Um, Ice Age, I also think I saw in the cinema. Um, I, I always like Ice Age. Ice Age is great as well. Like the first Ice Age is great. The rest of them, I think I've only seen the, the two and three, but I don't really care about the rest of them but the first ice age is great don't think i ever saw shrek in the cinema i think wow. that was one i had on vhs um as far as disney movies go i actually think the first because you, you remember you've got to think this time of disney is you know not the most favored by people you would say the cult years the treasure planet oh, years yeah. the atlantis mm -hmm. years aren't yeah. they really when i'm a small child but i do remember going and seeing brother bear which was oh. disney's brother bear uh, yeah. with my own brother who was even obviously even younger than me and and my mom i remember going and seeing that um i think that was probably the first time that i remember going with my brother um I think there's been very few times since then. <laughs> I think yeah. I've maybe been to watch a movie with my brother three times since then. And I think, well, we... uh, or four <laughs> times since then. And I think three of them were Star Wars movies. Well, this sim something similar happened when uh, my sister, obviously, when we went to take my nephew. Like, she, like, was kind of confused about certain things at the movies, and, like, I had to explain to her stuff, and she, I was like, when was the last time you saw a movie? And I'm pretty sure it was when we saw Black Panther, when she was pregnant wow. with my nephew, so, like, four years ago. <laughs> so That's she a was lot. At the theater. Yes! <laughs> I mean, speaking of this, my, my mom and dad actually went to go and see Elvis recently. Oh. Um, okay. And that was the first time they'd been since covid that was the first you know since i think uh christmas 2019 when they went watching that amelia clark christmas movie oh 
<laughs> okay. My mom will rarely kind of just want to go see a movie with me. So like, I remember she couldn't go to our big family Black Panther thing. So she just asked me to go with her. So then I, with the second time I saw Black Panther, it was just her and me. So it was nice. Like, getting I mean, to watch that's got to be my mom. And that's then got to probably be your biggest, most memorable movie going experience. Yes. Yes, that's definitely up there. That's like number one on my list of maybe like top three or four. Um, but yeah, I think also the King's Speech. She was just like, I wanted to see the, the King's, King's Speech. Speech. So her and me, she just like her and me randomly watched the Weird. King's Speech together. Yes. Weird. Um, she actually called me the other day and says, do you know what the woman king is? I'm like, yes, mom. Yes. <laughs> we need to go. So she's like, oh, it's already okay. booking plans because she wants okay. to see what she's. She's actually excited for the woman king. So I'm like, like okay, mom, okay. I am. So, also and then of course we're gonna do a whole that. big yeah, Black Panther situation great. again in November. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, I mean, I remember seeing Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. I remember that was kind of a fun one to see. Yeah, I got blew posters. Up, not Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. No, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Honey, I Blew Up the I Kid. I believe that movie mentions Fresno, so it's another like, yeah, Fresno. <laughs> did you, I, I imagine you all sat there just going, Fresno. And the whole audience, Fresno. no, I'm telling you, when I saw Captain America, the first Avenger, and... um the asian guy they like ask him like to speak in japanese or whatever and he's like i'm from fresno and everyone was like, <laughs> like yeah, our stupid town is like we're being mentioned in this major mcu movie yeah <laughs> but i mean even it is very those, stupid those kinds of marathons like uh before the mcu was huge like you would watch all the mcu movies up to the new one coming out those were fun i actually have my little lanyards here from yeah. uh twilight 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 <laughs> yes uh those were always fun and um uh the hunger games marathon okay um actually and then of course i've shared my my little night bus lego that i got when we went to see uh prisoner of azkaban so uh, i think prisoner of azkaban was actually my first harry potter movie in a cinema mine, mine as well i've watched the first two on dvd so so did i so did yeah. i which is weird which is weird because look at the time they came out. Was I not? Maybe I wasn't fully into Harry Potter when I was like, yeah, you know. I suppose it is quite early, isn't it? Really, in my, yeah, in no, my it life, is. The movies when to, I was to, to start reading Harry Potter, I, I suppose that was probably a little a bit little, later and, on. Yeah, um, but yeah, like because I think I saw the first DVD at my friend's house. Her her parents had bought it, and so. We were watching it. I remember thinking it was so cool. And like she wanted to go play outside. I was like, I want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed inside and watched Harry Potter. She was just doing whatever, like playing. Um I remember so... distinctly, I remember distinctly the uh last three books coming out and talking about and reading them and talking about them with my school friends. Yeah. I remember distinctly that because I think was Order of the Phoenix book about 2005 mm. and the movie was 07 i think this seems about right for me to start getting into into the books yeah into the books 
because I, um, I, mine was the similar thing with Twilight. I remember, I think I was reading Eclipse when the first Twilight movie came out and it was like the midnight screening and I just went by myself. So I'm sitting in the lobby waiting in the long line for the midnight screening and I'm sitting in the line just reading my Eclipse waiting to get into the first Twilight movie. Okay. Like, and like, like that, I just loved being a part of that whole era. Like I know it's corny and cheesy, but just like the energy of that franchise and like it was the first kind of book series I had read in my whole life. So I felt very like accomplished because I don't read like that. Yeah. The fact that something kind of intrigued me and made me read. Like I have just great memories of coming home from uh, my college classes and just getting in bed and like opening this book and just reading for hours and you know and then take a nap and then so it was like you know picturing the characters in my head and then the movies kind of bringing that to life and that whole thing so yes as, as ridiculous as those movies are it just kind of it was a great fun exciting time it was like a yeah. time where i felt accomplished in doing something that i don't normally do and cubing uh, up outside the cinema Yes, and I miss yes. those days of just marathons and kind of the camaraderie of the movie theater experience. Um, you know, same thing kind of, yeah, like with things like the Hunger Games and Harry Potter and seeing people dressed up. And I remember oh, yeah. when we went to see uh, The Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> and, you know, people just shout out things and you don't really, you just kind of are all watching it together. So when Cho kisses Harry, some girl was like, you're a hoe, Cho! <laughs> And I remember um, that's a bit unfair, <laughs> right? On poor Joe Chang. Terrible. And when we watch the Hunger Games in the marathon, and they do the whistle and they put the fingers up, mm. like the, like a bunch of people in the crowd, you can see doing that no, too. For God's sake. <laughs> I, like, I mean, oh I God. like it. I do like it to a point. I do. But um, um, yeah, but it's kind of like, and like these girls like, like mouthing that. all the lines. <laughs> like I can see the people next to me. May the odds forever be in your favor. Oh, like, yeah. you know, things I like that. <laughs> I don't. You, I don't you... think I've had too many of these camaraderie kind of experiences. To be honest, I do remember the first movie I ever queued outside the screen to go into, though, which was Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So Rocky Six. Okay. Um the, the original legacy sequel. No. Yes. <laughs> well it kind of is. Because yeah. the Rocky Rocky was a was a franchise that my been my long since done for a minute. Yeah. Well yeah, but it was it was also it's also one of these ones that my dad likes and my dad wants to here, let's watch Rocky. Yeah. Oh, Rocky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a child. So we weren't watching I think I'd watched, I don't even know if I'd even watched a Rocky movie at this point. I, I, but I just remember us all going watching Rocky Balboa and queuing <laughs> up outside. Um, because it was it was absolute opening day. Oh, like absolute okay. first showing. And there was queues. I, and I just remember distinctly a, a queuing. I said, what are those well, people queuing up for over there? It's like, we're going to get into that queue. Oh, we're watching Rocky Balboa. I'm just okay. literally picturing my dad walking around going He's just looking like an idiot Getting all excited I had a similar thing just in the fact that like I had never seen any of the Rocky movies So one thing like the, the, the Before Creed came out one Thanksgiving season like we just sat down and watched all the Rocky movies And it was my first time watch and I was really like 
oh my gosh, really, this is great. I was really getting into it. And then we went to the theater and saw Creed and it was just like this kind of fun, full circle yeah. experience. And uh, Well, Creed great. and Creed 2 are also movies that I went seeing with my dad. I think my brother went as well to those, actually. Yeah. And definitely the the um or the newer star wars movies so oh yes you are a prequel stan no no not the prequels <laughs> not the prequels i think the only prequel movie i, I saw in in the cinema was revenge of the sith i oh. don't think i saw the others okay well i wouldn't have seen the phantom menace because that's 99 and my first movie experience was in 2000 as we've already discussed yes, um <laughs> So I watched I watched Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones after I'd seen Revenge of the Sith, I believe, which is is yeah. weird thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you the whole point of Morgan hasn't seen was the fact yes. that you, the first MCU movie you saw was Captain America: The First Avenger, <laughs> which is a great movie theater experience, a great cinema experience, but yeah, Fresno, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fresno, yeah, sure, okay, but um. What was I talking about now? Yeah, the Star Wars movie. So I'm talking Force Awakens at home. Um, so Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and not Solo, but Rise of Skywalker. I all went I went to those all with my dad and my brother, I think. I think my brother okay. was at them all. Yeah, we those were the first Star Wars movies I saw. Those were the first Star Wars movies I saw in the theater. Because I was not like, um, a big it fan might, it might have been. It might have been, to be honest. I assume I saw Revenge of the Sith in, in the cinema, but I, I may very well have not have done, but I certainly remember watching that movie before the others. Okay. So I, I'm, I may very well not have done, but um, there's a, there's a cam there was a camaraderie feeling. Remember 2015 when everybody loved Star Wars? Yes. That was fun, wasn't it? I actually had that in watching uh, Dirty Dancing. They did a re-release. And so we were trying to think of something to do for my friend's birthday. So I'm like, oh, they're re-releasing Dirty Dancing in theaters. Let's go. So we went to watch it. And it was like a full-ass theater. And like, like it. it was just so fun. Everyone was singing the songs. Everyone was dancing, doing the moves. They were like yelling at the screen when like that stupid guy is hitting on her, like the loser guy. Um, is hitting on baby and we're like yeah get out of here you suck <laughs> like, I like and like it. you know anytime there was like swooning moments with johnny we were like Ooh! like everyone in the theater was like Ooh! okay and like the whole like end dance number we were like dancing and you know all, all at the same time we're all nobody puts baby in the corner like it was just this very much like camaraderie because it's not like you're disturbing anybody because everyone who's there has yeah. seen the movie so i've only i've only actually ever been to one re-release or special release mm -hmm. and one christmas i um or me and me and somebody else who shall rename nameless for no sinister reasons but whatever it was a date went watching it's a wonderful life oh <laughs> um that was so that was one that was the only time I, i've actually went been watching a, a movie that's already a like special release uh, i've done it a movie. few times i actually did i saw ghostbusters they did a re-release for the anniversary before the afterlife came out so like you know how much i love ghostbusters so it was great to kind of see that on the big screen i got to see scream in a re-release that was amazing as well to see um i tell a lie oh you remember I tell another a lie. one <laughs> 
because there was other ones, but they were at festivals. Oh, okay. okay. And probably absolutely one of my all-time favourite. In fact, it might actually be the best cinema experience I've ever actually had. Oh, that's was, a big statement. Or was at um, Grimfest Horror Film Festival in 2018. Oh, I remember when you did that. Watching Reanimator with Barbara Crampton. Oh, in yes. In a absolutely heaving cinema screen full of insane horror fans. Yeah. Watching a movie like Reanimator. You're just that's getting so all cool. the greatness. And then having Barbara Crampton come up before, come up after, and then meet and greet outside. Yeah. That was probably my favourite single movie theatre, oh, movie really uh, cool. cinema experience. But it was at a festival, so it was a whole kind yeah. of five-day period of uh, all this kind of stuff going on, generally. Yeah. Um, I um, The closest yeah. I think I got was in i went to a test screening and i wasn't sure what it was for and it turned out to be uh terminator dark fate and okay. the, direct, the director was actually there and i got to meet him you think he's the same guy who directed uh deadpool the first deadpool movie so that was kind of cool and like of course they asked us like what we thought would like the facts weren't finished yet so that's why like i think i have an affinity for dark fate a little bit more than most people i didn't mind um, that movie yes i thought it, i thought they continued the story well in in terms of like the other really awful sequels that just were not good or just really muddied up the timeline and did yeah. weird things with the time travel um i think this one really kind of worked with the time stuff that was set up in the first two films really well um and kind of was able to work within that kind of time frame really well and you know i thought you know the technology of the terminator was really cool you know i liked how they reincorporated arnold's terminator in there linda hamilton was great like so yeah it was fun kind of getting to be at this test screening and they had said told us that we were the first theater ever to see this movie so okay like, just just feeling special and the fact that it's a terminator movie and the whole point of like judgment day being my birthday movie yes. and you know being the machine and like the fact that you know the first terminator is like this really cool like kind of unexpected horror movie like when you told me that it totally blew my mind and i was just like so i always think of that like, it wasn't that of an in-depth analysis really it wasn't it was... i'm just dumb and like i didn't even <laughs> think about it until you said that and just it is a slasher it, movie. Seeing it in the eyes through of a slasher movie just like elevated it ten times full for me. Like it was crazy. So, um, as a horror fan and realizing this techie sci-fi movie is also a horror movie was just like it's such a cool idea. So I really have love for you know the Terminator movies, the first two really, and and so yeah. in getting to like get to be a part of the first test screening and it's a terminator movie and the director's there and all tim miller i think his name tim miller in yeah so just uh a great kind of surprise experience actually getting to watch the movie with the people who made the movie and yes yeah. uh, it's, it's always good it's the thing i've enjoyed the most about when i've gone to festivals in the past yeah when i've covered festivals in the past it's, it's watching the movies with the people that have made them and yes. then hearing what they have to say about them before and after. Yeah. Um, it's and it's I... really interesting. Even when the movie's, like, not great. Even when it's just like, okay, that, that, that was okay. There's things I liked in that movie. Wasn't my favorite movie ever. But then hearing what the 
filmmakers behind the film, whether it's the actors, the director, whoever, hearing what they have to say about making it just makes you appreciate, appreciate it, it a lot more. Yeah, definitely. It really, um, really does. And like those I, festivals, those festivals are, are yeah, I outstanding for, for rewatching for films that you experiences. Never really... Yeah. Um, I've always just kind of been bummed in all the times I've gone to LA, like I didn't get one of those surprise screenings where like all the actors show up. So like, yeah. <laughs> but I did have a fun experience going to see um uh I think it was Infinity War. Was it Endgame? I think it was Infinity War. And I dressed like Shuri. Um okay. and I got to see that um at the at the um Cinemarama Dome thing that's not there. Oh anymore. well I would I would have I would have very much <laughs> liked to go and see a movie like Avengers Endgame or Infinity War at the Cinemarama Dome that is no longer open. But it, I think it is still there. Is it not still there? It's still it there. Still yes, on I display? think so. Yes. But so, the, the one yeah. movie I've ever gone and seen at the biggest screen ever and one of the most famous cinemas in the entire world when I was in LA, Janine, you were there as well, which um, <laughs> I, I deeply regret that the one movie... I've ever seen in that incredibly famous cinema was the Meg. Oh in yeah. <laughs> and not anything remotely respectable yeah, in terms awful. of what a movie is. It was that. It was that. Yes, and it will always awful. be that, unfortunately. <laughs> Although there was a great movie there was great movie theater, great cinema experiences when I was uh, in LA for that period actually... of time. I remember seeing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody at the Grumman's Theater. Okay. Um, so it was fun kind of finally going there and being on the Walk of Fame, or not, the, you know, well, the Walk of Fame, but, the, you know, the, the cement handprints and all that stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, and footprints. And so, yeah, it was cool seeing. And then, like, there's kind of a museum in there, so you get to kind of look at different yeah. costumes and things like that. So it was really cool seeing a movie there. Um, but, yes, I think my most memorable experiences were probably maybe Mortal Kombat. I remember so hyped on that movie. I remember after that movie, I I went to the bathroom and in the stall, I'm literally just like acting out <laughs> Christopher Lambert's I don't think so. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I remember doing that. Um in the mean my brother were just so hyped and like fist pumping da, 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 da. like we we were what was so the dance was like, I did on our Mortal Kombat? It was just like it was so intense. Yes, and so me and my brother were hyped, like because we played the video game, so we were just like so hyped on that movie. I just remember just sharing that with him, and I was just like, yeah, being excited no matter how corny that we were just loving every minute. Just the most happy movie experience, I think. Okay, I like that. And then. um my first drive-in experience seeing a double feature yes. of Con Air and Face Off. Uh, two epic Nick Cage movies, just ridiculous back-to-back. <laughs> -back. And I just remember, oh, my gosh, this was so cool. Like, the action was ridiculous. And just seeing Nick Cage, and I think I remember developing, like, this, you know, weird crush on him after watching those two movies. Con Air, another movie that mentions Fresno. <laughs> so, But which movie's better? <laughs> I think... Conair is now, face better. definitely better. I think Conair is a better movie, like story-wise. Possibly. But Con but Face Off is a better just ridiculous watch. 
Face Off's definitely more watchable for me. Yes. Connor is a better, like, actual, like, trying to make a story. Yeah. <laughs> Face Off is a better, just, like, watching experience because it's ridiculous. Yeah. But seeing them back to back was just kind of epic. And it's the drive in. So you're like, how cool the concept of watching a movie and you hear it on your car and it's like on this giant screen and oh my gosh, and getting snacks and being with your family. And it's just like this whole kind of experience. Well, and you then were, obviously, you, you alluded to it before. Yes, um, in Black my Panther. watch. No, in, in my watch. Sorry, I was talking about the driving. In my oh. watching of the MCU, and the reason Morgan hasn't seen King oh, yes. Kaboom's the first yes. movie of the MCU that I ever watched was Captain America: The First Avenger, because that was in a drive-in in Barstow, California. Oh, I've seen when that's very close to me. <laughs> we were on a road trip. Yeah, Barstow, um, is, is and it was. Close. Me, my parents, and my brother watching Captain America. The first. what's what's on at the cinema? Let's go to a driving cinema. What's on? Captain America. Okay, I guess I have no concept <laughs> of the MCU or Captain America at this point in my life. To be perfectly honest with you, well, that would didn't be a good really one focus to start on with, it. considering it's not super connected to anything until no, like, the didn't end didn't scene. focus on it at all. So yeah, and we definitely good. didn't stay for the end credit scene. Let me just tell you that right now. <laughs> just drove so, so be perfect. <laughs> I distinctly remember this driving, this, my one and only driving oh, cinema experience. Awesome. I do not want it to be my one and only. I, I know. They close in the drive-in here. So I know there's one. I think that Barstow one is still like the only one around, like Good. close by. Good. Or there's one in Madeira, which is like 40 minutes away. So I would love to do a drive-in thing again. But uh, yeah, Cap Captain America, uh, the first Avenger. I also remember the when I went watching, it was on the same actual family holiday that I was watching the first Avenger. But it was a few days before because we were doing this road trip from, from Vegas to LA. Mm -hmm. Which is why we go through like places like Barstow. Yes. And I think we went through Palm Springs mm -hmm. and other such places like that, Death Valley. Um, but I remember watching on the Las Vegas Strip, Deathly Hallows Part 2. So my my one time watching the finale of Harry Potter in the cinema was actually in Vegas. So that's cool. So like you, like, you know, you can have these like geographical memories of watching movies yeah. in different places. Like I think yeah. the, oh, the only place I've watched a movie outside of my home was like in LA. <laughs> I don't think I've ever yeah. watched a movie like in another country. When you've been or, on holiday. Yes, or another state or something. Yeah, because it's like you could watch a movie anywhere. Well, I'm going to waste my vacation going. Because, like, I wanted to go watch a movie with you when I was there. <laughs> you were like, no, that's stupid. No, there's other things to do. It was a waste yes, of time. But you were right. But it's like, that's our thing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and and it all is. we did was watch movies when you were here. So. It is true. So, it is true. I should have thrown that in your face. Um, and there's a lot of one. There was a lot of wonderful experiences that I had watching movies when I was in L.A., um, but another actually, and I, I'd forgotten about this um, as well. I really did tell a lie when I was talking about It's a Wonderful Life being the only older movie I've ever gotten and seen. Because I think uh, um, a really enjoyable cinema experience 
for me was going to watch Rudy for the first yeah. time with Brandon Hanna. Yes. Um, at the AMC Burbank, it was at. That's where it was at. Um, that I can picture. I don't know exactly what that place looks like, and that little kind of shopping district around it. Um, I know exactly where that is. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was very enjoyable. That was a nice. Uh, went to a baseball game the following oh, yeah. day. It was a very enjoyable weekend. <laughs> Um, I when I was in when things. I was in LA, but yeah, I remember doing that. Yay. I remember doing that. That was fun. That's great. That um, was fun. So yeah, I think you did mention earlier, like probably my top movie theater experience was going to see Black Panther with my family, and um, like I said, my family—they're not huge movie watchers. Like <laughs> that's just not something we do together as a family. I'm kind of like the one who like is obsessed with movies. Um, so the fact that we all went together as a family when Black Panther was coming out, I was designing a bunch of different Black Panther designs. So my family actually bought a bunch of yeah. shirts of my different designs. So we all wore my shirts and went to the theater as a family and watched this movie and just celebrated it. And like even them who aren't like huge MCU people, like maybe my brother, because him and me have this whole thing growing up watching, you know, the, the comic book animated shows and reading comic books together and, you know, having this whole kind of superhero nerd bond, him and me. So he is kind of kept up with that. So him and me kind of were the only ones who maybe were aware of like the outer MCU. Everyone else was kind of like, whatever. But the fact that like, they're not MCU fans, they're not even huge movie fans, but that like they saw the importance of this movie and wanted to see it without even having the context of everything else. Um, and them still even enjoying it without the context of really anything else besides the little important nuggets that I could give them, you know, <laughs> you know, after, yeah. before and after watching the movie. So them loving the music and the costumes and the characters and just the, the story and, and just seeing all this black excellence on screen and how they saw the importance of that and us just seeing a movie together as a family, which is something, like I said, we never do. Um, was just so special and them just all wearing my black panther designs and it was just a, an event and i've never really had that before so even it was just kind of like going taking my nephew to this first movie it was like a couple of us in the family so it was an, an event kind of thing again so um yeah. yeah those are kind of the most memorable moments when you can make watching a movie an event like that because i think yeah. that's kind of the purpose of the theater so it is it yeah. really is that's why I, I, i'm going to go out and say reanimator for me yeah that's, that's um, a or goal. or uh force awakens to be perfectly honest yeah i mean that because... movie made me kind of really intrigued by star wars and want to know more about the universe and go back and really delve into the other films it's a shame what um came after the, that what came <laughs> you know what came after well, it know. in a in a yeah. fandom sense yes it's a shame what came after it in a fandom sense because it's just very before crazy. weeks leading to the release of force awakens was unbelievably exciting and then going watching it in just such an atmospheric ram-packed screen yeah like a big big screen in manchester it was just really cool just really just just great going with my dad and my brother as well it was just it was wonderful. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. wonderful, that. Um, so bad ones, that you... though. 
bad ones though. <laughs> I, I just wanted to mention a few of these. Yeah. There's not there's not great, but I remember distinctly being incredibly annoyed when I went watching Midsummer because there was a bunch of people laughing all the time and I just it, it made yeah. me stop going to watch movies at night a lot and going in the middle watching. of the day. Like I hate going watching movies in the school holidays, you know, when the schools are off. Oh yeah, because then all the kids are off and they're being obnoxious. Like I saw the um the Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah. And these teenage girls who probably have no concept of Nicolas Cage were all <laughs> just in the front row giggling at everything. Like the, the like it would be a, a funny moment the, the audience would chuckle but then they would keep just laughing really loud and exaggerated they were throwing popcorn at each other they were on their phones they kept getting up and leaving and coming back in all loud hitting each other slapping each other oh my gosh answering their phones looking at their phones so it was really frustrating and then i think i saw in la i was watching halloween the 2018 and these girls were kicking the seats and being loud and throwing things it was just it's just like or people bringing their kids and like to movies that they yeah. really shouldn't be bringing their kids yes. to oh that's the yes. worst like it you just really have to know is. if you, you have made this choice to become a parent know that you probably aren't going to be able to do all of the things that you used to do as a parent like so don't take your kid to some bloody gory movie where you know they're going to scream and freak yeah. out and, it's why know. i don't massively remember going to movies where young young children have, have caused real problems i mean obviously when early not that long ago at all obviously when lightyear came out when i went watching yeah. lightyear it was a very quiet screen yeah but to i mean be honest if it's a kid's you. movie i'm gonna under understand if a kid is there and a kid is having a freak out whatever that is fine and that is exactly what was I'm happening go with this one Texas particular chainsaw massacre or something, yeah. and you have your baby in there and they're freaking out like it was perfectly understandable at a screening of Lightyear. I remember going watching Finding Dory and it being yeah. quite similar in in that sense. These are movies that yes, okay, we we we, ex, we don't expect it, but we we don't we understand. We understand. We understand that yes, there are children going to be watching this movie, and yes, obviously, you know, children don't always love sitting down and watching a movie for 90 yeah, minutes 100 yeah. minutes 100, absolutely but 15 year olds watching midsummer and laughing at everything is just <laughs> yes. inappropriate and i i can't i wanted to literally get up and throw them out of I the know. place myself <sighs> yeah and, and other other actually not bad experiences i suppose I, that is a really particularly memorable one for me because it just grated me because I was really enjoying this movie. Yeah. Um, and I really do enjoy that movie. Um, it's why I always try and pick the times I go or pick the places I go and watch movies very yeah. specifically. Um, so I'm not being bombarded with people who may not actually really want to see this movie they're actually seeing. Um, but you speak about how great an experience going watching black panther was for you i remember my black panther screening broke and i had to run into another screening to actually get the start of the movie oh my god <laughs> like no. there, was, there was a dude came in he's like sorry like at a pretty full screening of black panther in in this one you know where i was at 
we can't get the screen to work. I was like, we were looking at our, you know, phones and the time and things like that. We are saying, this was supposed to, you know, the ads were supposed to come on 15 minutes ago. What, what's, yeah, going what's going on, on here? Yeah. Somebody comes in, screen's not working, the screen's not working. Um, It is showing, it's about to start in this other number screen. So as much of us as possible rammed into this screen, got any seat we could. So I remember oh, watching no. Black Panther in an incredibly packed screen, having missed nothing, having okay. missed nothing of the movie, but in a really bad seat. Oh, yeah, just not where you wanted to be. Not a great yeah. seat at all. Aww. When I had, you know, obviously gone for a reason. This yeah. Was, this and this was not a signed seating at this point either. Oh, this okay. was not a signed seating either. Okay. So I'd gotten there. And some time in advance to get a nice, just to get a good seat and good then, seat yeah, and be thrown off. Oh, um, so that was bad. And also, actually, Scream Five earlier this year, <laughs> the screen, the movie kept freezing. How does it? How does this happen? The movie on the I same scene must. It, it were like it was. So the movie was. I, I, I forget exactly what scene it was. A scene in a kitchen. That's a lot of scenes in Scream 5, really, isn't it? But it was a scene in scene. a kitchen. It wasn't overly long into the movie. It was before Dewey's death. I think it was actually before we even got Dewey again, okay. I think. Um, but it was playing, it was playing, it was playing, it was playing, and then it just stopped playing. It was as though <laughs> somebody had pressed pause. Time. It was as though somebody had pressed pause and then the screen went black and everybody went, oh, and then somebody went out and goes and gets whoever. They come in and say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to try again. So they re, you know, they, they replayed the 30 seconds before and it did the same thing. Same thing and they did same... it again and it did the same thing. Oh, no. So it was like, I was like, oh, for God's sake, the woman comes back in. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to just skip ahead 30 seconds in the movie. So you might miss 30 seconds of this movie. Oh, no. So we did that, and the rest of the movie was absolutely fine, but we got a little free ticket thing. Okay. So it was, it was well, okay. I actually got a lucky situation, <laughs> I guess, if you want to say. Um, I went to see Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> oh, good. Crystal Skull, right? And the movie ended up stopping and cutting out like halfway through the movie um and it took them at least 15 20 minutes to oh get it back God. going um so yeah i ended up not having to pay for that movie because oh that's they, good they that's gave good. us yes. all like we don't tickets. want to pay so, for that yeah movie. so uh yes while i had to endure that movie it's it messed up halfway through so then we all got like either a refund or a free ticket so i was like okay <laughs> I also I also did want to actually mention before we uh, start our fun and games, um, a cinema experience that wasn't actually anything to do with watching a movie. It was actually at the birthday party where I watched Mike Myers, The Cat in the Hat for the second time. <laughs> oh, one of the movies. I don't go to the movies twice for the same movie a great deal. I think I've only been a handful of times and one of them will always be Mike Myers, The Cat in the Hat. Now, stupid. I do remember going watching uh, the Scooby Doo movie for one of my own birthdays. Oh, yes, though. I remember you mentioning that. 
Um, but yes, this this cinema experience that wasn't actually going watching a movie was at this birthday party. Um, the what the cat in the hat one. They had a tour of the cinema, all around the back, all around mm -hmm. the back of the, the back cinema, the projection rooms, the storage rooms. It's all a bit weird, right? But like, yeah. this doesn't happen anymore. You can't just do this, can you? Yeah, just no. go to the cinema and say, I want to have my birthday no. party at the cinema and go on a tour. They'd laugh no. in your face. You well, the tour is like, that, like the birthday party is just a room. You book a little room and you can have your little birthday party there at the theater and then go see a movie. Or you can actually like go through the trouble of like booking a cinema like and, and they'll play. Yeah, they'll have like a list of movies that they can play for you and you can. Or you can like book out a, a, a theater to do. No, but this was this was a weird tour situation, and I just really remember this tour because I must have been really interested in this tour. But I remember at, uh, at the end of the tour, we were saying, "Right now, we're going to go into the basement. Going into the basement. People, for one, places don't have basements in Britain, um, really. We're going to go into the basement now, where." We've not actually. We've actually been lying to you about how the movies get uh, put on the screens. What? So, in order to power these projectors, little children run on bikes like hamsters and energize up the projectors, so what? the projectors can play movies. Just uh, can play in the movies on the screens. So we're going to go in there now. So they were, it was they were, they were making a whole big joke <laughs> about how they kept. Oh weird God. slave children <laughs> to wind up the projectors for the movies. We're going to go through this door now, this sinister-looking door. We're going to go through this sinister-looking door now. It was this was in the backs of the so this was in the backs of the cinema. This is a dark That's corridor, so weird. right? Weird. Why are you going to freak out some kids? We're going to go through this, and it's going to be a projection room. Uh, they, you know, where where you're all gonna get on these little hamster wheels, and this is where you're gonna be kept now. That's terrifying. It was, and all it literally was was just a maintenance door back into the whole uh, the 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 their cinema lobby. So we just uh, we went through this door, and bright lights, cinema lobby, popcorn machine. It was just like oh. I wanted to go into the hamster wheel. And I distinctly remember thinking, I want to go into the hamster wheel. <laughs> they literally wheel. Cause, cause they knew they, down. they knew they I, had no experience to sell, so they, they just like we're just gonna trick them. I've been let down. I <laughs> thought they think I've they're been getting their down. money's worth. I want terrible. to go and into into a hamster wheel to energize a projector. That is so stupid. And I don't know why I thought that, but I it is very stupid. Oh I remember gosh. that distinctly. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Why would they tell children that? <laughs> Movie theater experiences, Janine, that is what this Let's Talk has been. Well, Morgan, just to close that out, what movie do you wish you would have been able to see on the big screen? Or wish to maybe one day hopefully see on the big screen? I mean, it's a tough question, really, isn't it? It's a tough question. I think... It, it depends because I'm the kind of person that hates. I mean, I say Reanimator was a great experience for me. I think it was because it was a very respectful experience. So I think like communal experiences for a special release would be quite fun because everybody's there to yeah. watch the movie. 
you know, there's no, there's no, nobody's going to be just messing around or causing unnecessary noise or anything like that, which is just, I hate, I hate that. So I'm either going with actually something like Bugsy Malone. I would love to do like a sing song communal thing of Bugsy Malone. I think that'd be great. Um, or I would like to be on my own on an enormous screen watching Sunset Boulevard. Because I, like I just that. think that would be you know, in the absolute best possible format. Um, best, like, remastering, if you want to call it. A, but, but, but an authentic remastering. Say, if I was to actually put, like, a really good 4K Blu-ray of Sunset Boulevard and have it play appropriately yeah. on an enormous cinema screen and I would oh, just be on really my own. Cool. Yeah. I'd like something like that as well. That'd be really cool. All the stupid sing song Bugsy Malone. <laughs> I would love to do a scream like marathon at the theater. I actually got to see Scream on the big screen. They did a re-release for the first time. And uh yeah, I wore my Tatum sky pajamas and went to go see scream on the big screen so that was really special because i love that movie it's my favorite but to do a whole kind of marathon at the theater like i did with twilight and all these other things with scream i think would be really cool because there's so many people who love this franchise so i think it would be a great kind of communal experience um and then jurassic park i don't think i ever saw jurassic park on a big screen like that so i think that would be really cool and of course the cutting edge (laughs) yes of course the cutting edge i'm (laughs) deeply i'm offended actually that you haven't seen the cutting edge on a big screen it is your favorite movie of all time and it's it's it came out in a year that you could have most likely have gone I could to have see seen the it in the theater, edge. but I didn't discover it until it was on on VHS video and uh, rented it from the video store. Silly, Janine. Silly. A wonderful Let's Talk discussion <laughs> in this week's episode, Janine, but I do think it's about time for some fun and games. Ooh, okay. You? I think we have yes. an interesting fun and games this week. It might not might not be the longest fun and games we've ever done, but I think it's very, very interesting fun and games. Yes. This week. Because, Janine, well, what are we going to do? We are going to ask each other what the number one movie of a certain year was at the box office. So we have to guess. This is uh, going by US domestic because Janine is offensive to the rest of the world. easier okay um it is but just yes. easier to find <laughs> yes, it is. yes so each of us have picked two decades and we picked two years from those decades and we will ask what was the number one movie of that year the other has to guess they will get two points for our straight out guess and then one point if they have to check down to a multiple choice yes. and then we'll close out with a fun bonus question yes so i have the 70s and the 80s yes. janine has the 90s and the 2000s of course <laughs> um of course and of course for me because you know i i you could have given me the 30s and the 40s but it may have been somewhat inaccurate because movies played for either a stupid length of time or were like let's show this movie for an entire year and then not again for three years but then again for two more years in 
weirdly six years after the movie first came out, and it was just a bit of a strange way of showing movies. But it meant yeah. that you could see it. It basically meant that people in the thirties could go to the movies and see the same movie about eighteen times. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and 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 but this eighteen times would be like in three-week periods, so you'd go, yeah. and then three weeks after, you'd go and watch the same movie, and it would just play for over a year, continuously. Yes. Fun. But, we do. We have uh, two years from each decade. And, uh, Janine, would you like to answer first, or ask first? I will um, answer first, as you Answer first. Okay, so, Janine... For two points to start, one point if you require a multiple choice option. Okay. I would like you to tell me the US domestic highest grossing movie of 1973. Ooh. See, I don't even know. Like, why did I do this to myself? Um, it was your decision to play I, this I... game. I am aware, but I don't know what came out in the early 70s. You, it was also your decision to give me the <laughs> 70s and the 80s. I, I know. Um, multiple choice, please. Multiple choice. <laughs> multiple choice. The multiple choice options are Live and Let Die, The Sting, The Exorcist, or American Graffiti. Ooh. I'm going to go with The Exorcist. It is The Exorcist. Ah! How on earth did The Exorcist become the number one movie? <laughs> I don't know. Who was taking their children to watch to go The see Exorcist? That movie to get those numbers up. The Exorcist okay. is indeed for one point for Janine. The highest grossing US domestic movie of nine. So you'll do better at this because you are good at release dates. Um, Morgan, what was the highest grossing movie of 1995? 1995 in US domestic. Oh, I'm, um, hmm. It might be that. It might be that. I mean, that's going to be a big one, isn't it? Really? 95, oh, it might be that actually. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to go multiple choice because I think it's always safer unless okay. you absolutely know it. Okay. Is it A, Batman Forever? B, Apollo 13? C, Toy Story? Or D, Pocahontas? Well, I'm going to go with the one of the two that I was thinking it was. One of them isn't on your multiple choice, but one of them was Toy Story. That is incorrect. Ooh, what it is was it? My, my favorite movie in the sixth grade, Batman Forever. No, it wasn't Batman Forever. <laughs> I was thinking it might be like Braveheart or something like that <laughs> oh, no. as well. Batman Forever, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair play, Batman Forever, for being the number one movie, beating out Toy Story. Mm -hmm. How has it done that? How has it done that? Oh, well, Janine, let's go into the 80s, shall we? Okay. So I would like you to tell me the highest grossing US domestic movie of 1987. Like, again, I don't know what came 
that year. So I'm just going to go to multiple choice. Your multiple choice. Ah, three men and a baby. Oh. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Fatal Attraction. And Lethal Weapon. Ooh. Can you run through those again, please? I can run through those again. They were Three Men and a Baby, Fatal Attraction, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and Lethal Weapon. Ooh. It's got to be between the two action ones. I'm going to go... Lethal Weapon was pretty big. But I don't know, that was like Eddie Murphy getting into his like peak highest powers. And it was a sequel. I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon. It was Beverly Hills Cop Ah, 2. Damn it! (laughs) You messed me up with it now. I hate you. That's called Tactics, Janine. The worst. I might be the worst. Should have gone with my gut. Well, always been on black. Always been. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Well, uh, uh, Danny Glover's in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Danny Glover's black too. <laughs> Not just Eddie Fair Murphy. Fair point. Fair point. Yes, but he what was the mind. single lead. He was not a He was lead. the single lead. Yes, Eddie Murphy. Yes. <sighs> okay. What was the highest grossing movie in the year 2000? 2000 itself. Oh, you know, it could be. It could be, but it might not be. Because what else came in 2000? Give me the multiple. <laughs> Uh, is it A, The Perfect Storm, B, The Gladiator, C, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, or D, Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible was 2000. I thought Mission Impossible was before 2000. Is that not Mission Impossible 2? I'm sure Mission Impossible was 96. Um, but... Again, I thought it might be one of one of your options there, but then I'd be really confused if it was one of them. Sorry, it was Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2. Yes. Mission Impossible 2. Which makes me now question whether it is actually Mission Impossible 2 or not, but I am going to go with what I said at the start, which was a gut feeling, which was Gladiator. That is incorrect. Ah, was it, it Mission was Impossible actually too? How the Grinch Stole Motherfucker wow. Christmas. <laughs> wow, Insane, I'm not surprised because right? it's a family movie. Yeah, so he rolled in that extra. I'd have been Dallas. really confused if it had been the perfect storm. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Yes. Well, Janine. I would like you to tell me the highest grossing U.S. domestic movie of 1971, please. Multiple choice, please. Multiple choice. Ah, Fiddler on the Roof, Billy Jack, Summer of 42, or Diamonds Are Forever. What? 
Hmm. It's a tough one. Hmm. I think it is a tough one, actually. Diamonds are forever. Janine, the correct answer is Billy Jack, which is a movie <laughs> I've never even heard of. Yeah. Um, and I was entirely expecting it to be Fiddler on the Roof, to be perfectly honest with you, no. but it isn't. Fiddler okay. on the Roof, I think, is number two. But Fiddler okay. on the Roof is also really long. Mm. So Billy Jack's yeah. a Western. I found that out. Okay. So, yeah. I've never even heard of that. Is that a bad thing? Probably. But I've never heard of that movie. And it was the highest grossing US domestic movie of 1971. Janine. Okay. You are I... on one point. I am on zero points. <laughs> It's a low-scoring was... game. It's a defensive yeah. game today. It is. It is. What was the highest-grossing movie of 1992? 1992. 1992. 1992. What came out in 92. What came out in 92? I don't even know what came out in 92. Give me the multiple. Um, Is it A, Lethal Weapon 3? Oh. B, Beauty and the Beast. I'm sure Beauty and the Beast was 91, but perhaps it carried over. Uh, Batman Returns or oh. Home Alone 2. Oh, a favorite of your fashion. It is. <laughs> That's a tough one. Batman Returns, Home Alone 2, Lethal Weapon 3, or Beauty and the Beast. But I think Beauty and the Beast was 91, so, so I don't know how much it would have taken over. But I assume it, it has to be, doesn't it? I'd be really confused if it's not Beauty and the Beast at this point. So I'm going to say Beauty and the Beast, but I'm also going to... Don't give me the point, but I'm also going to say Home Alone 2 as a reserve. But <laughs> I'm reserve. saying Beauty and the Beast. Um, that is incorrect. It is incorrect. Okay. Yes. And the correct answer... Duh, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yes. I just don't think, I, I don't see how that's beaten out Beauty and the Beast. Well, Beauty and the Beast was down there. Beauty and the Beast was at 18 at that point. This is time. because it was a 91 and you confused me. Yes, I know. I know. I'm not, you're not the only one with tricks. You but the top five, me. the top five was Batman Returns, Lethal Weapon 3. Sister Act, which I'm like, he's not Sister gonna, he, he's not gonna think Sister Act was even close to the top. I don't. Think. Why so not? Sis so everybody what, loves Sister Act. Everyone loves Sister Act, but like to be like top box office of the entire year. Okay, would you think Three Men and a Baby would be near top box office of 1987 because it was like number three? No. <laughs> three Men and a Baby. But that's what eliminated it for me. So I figured Sister Act would have been just an easy elimination for you. That's why I didn't okay. want to play. Home Alone and Wayne's World. 
those were the top ones. Okay. So okay. that's why I was like, I want to pick Beauty and the Beast because that's a bigger one that he's going to think, ooh, Oscar. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. you've outsmarted me. Aladdin was up there too, but I know Beauty and the Beast was probably bigger than Aladdin. Well, Janine, your, uh, your final one for the years. You have, please tell me the highest grossing U.S. domestic movie of 1981. Multiple choice, please. Multiple choice. You have The Great Muppet Caper. You have Superman 2. Ooh. You have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. And you have Time Bandits. Ooh. A Muppet movie. A Time Bandits. A Superman movie. Or an Indiana Jones movie. And what... Pray Tell was the highest grossing U.S. domestic movie of 1981. I'm going to say Raiders. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was. Yes, it was. I thought I might trick you out with Superman 2. Yes, definitely. But it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Janine is two points. Two points for Janine. No points for Morgan. But I have one last stab. Okay, Morgan, what was the number one movie of 2003? 2003. 2003. No, that was 2004. That was 2004. That was 2002. That was 2003. That was 2004. Oh, there was nothing... Um, if I go multiple choice, I might still be able to tie with the bonus. I'm not going to get the bonus. I have to start. I have to go for it, don't I? I have to go yes, for it. No Otherwise, multiple I'm choice in the lose. bonus. Which we will share with Angley's Hulk. Oh, you're just going for it? Yeah. That is incorrect. I had to go for it. Otherwise, okay, well, I'd have lost. Do you want to hear the multiple choice and see if you yes, could have yes, gotten it? Yes. Hey, I will not take I, a point. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse oh, of the Black God. Pearl. I forgot about. Matrix Reloaded. Finding Nemo. Oh. Lord of the Rings. Return oh, of the King. God, I forgot about all of those movies. <laughs> I was thinking of superhero movies and I forgot about them all. It's probably Pirates, isn't it? This one was like all of those you really could have thought. But all of those were in the top five. But the number one was Finding Nemo. Really? Wow, okay. Yes, hide of Pixar's Fair powers. enough. Fair enough. I'm not good with box office. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We do have bonus questions, though. Yes. And our bonus questions... Well, Janine, I would like you to tell me what the highest grossing movie in the US was on my day of birth. There are so many movies that came out in 1997, and I don't know, like, their release date. So I don't know if they came out in April or not. So we're not talking, like, the biggest movie of that year, 1997. No. We're talking about the movie that was number one at the box office the day Morgan was born in no. April. Yes. <laughs> so I don't want to know what came out. Like, I think Men in Black was 1997. I think. 
Batman and Robin was nineteen ninety seven. Robin was nineteen ninety seven. Yes. Jurassic World or Jurassic, Jurassic Park? World. The Lost World was nineteen ninety seven. Was it? Yes. I'm just gonna go with Batman and Robin. And a, a wise choice, given your. Um... Batman Forever and Batman Returns history on this Topping. quiz. Yes. But the number one movie in the US on my birthday was apparently Volcano. Oh! Okay. Uh, was that the one actually with Anne Heche in it? Was it? I don't know. I've never seen it. I think Anne Heche was in that. Oh, well. A, a, cir- a circle of... It was uh... one of those twin movies. Dante's, Dante's Peak, Peak and Volcano. Yeah. And this was the this was the Tommy Lee Jones one. Yeah, I see. Um, okay, I searched volcano and like actual volcano. Oh, that's a silly <laughs> thing to do, Janine. I mean, <laughs> yes, it was Anne Hage. So okay, full circle. Well, full circle, full circle. Yes. I like that. Then I Aww. like that. Well, Janine, you have something to ask <laughs> okay, me. Okay, Morgan, what was? The number one movie in theaters on August 29th, 1984. It was I a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was a Wednesday when I was born as well, actually. Really? It was. Um, now, 1984. Many, many movies in 1984. One very obvious one that you could go for, but probably isn't that. It Summer as well. Be. Then a bit later, summer movies in 1984. You're arguably thinking about that, but you're not thinking about that because it didn't come out until three years after 1984. Why was I thinking about that movie? I don't know. Could be anything. Could be anything, really. The obvious one's Ghostbusters, to just go with Ghostbusters because it's just you. And it just makes most sense. For you to be so excited, for you to be this dancingly excited I'm about the, the song one in my head. Movie. Okay. Um, and now I've forgotten what all the movies came out in 1984. Amadeus, but that was probably a Big later on in movie. the year movie. <laughs> Big summer movies of 1984. I'm not overly sure on when was Superman 3. That must have been around 1984. Do you know I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Ghostbusters. Unfortunately, it was a week shy of Ghostbusters. It was the number one movie of 1984. It was the number one movie all the way up until the weekend of my birthday. And then it was taken over by, because I think it came out since July, Ghostbusters. Okay. Um, so it was holding the spot until this movie called Tightrope with Clint oh, Eastwood yes. came out. <laughs> because I'm aware of the movie Tightrope starring yes. Clint Eastwood, aren't I, Janine? Yes, which I actually kind of want to watch because I went on this really fun run of the Dirty Harry movies for the first time a couple months back. And I really enjoyed them. So, you know, yeah, Tightrope. Clint Eastwood crime thriller was Brilliant. the number one movie in theaters the day I was born. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yes. Outstanding. You've won fun and games again. What a surprise. 
so un so annoyingly clever aren't you janine so yes i've been very sad it, i was this close to having ghostbusters be the number one movie in theaters the day i was born but you were you were. i was this close also to having ray parker jr's uh who you gonna call be the number one song on the charts but, but it was actually um what's love got to do with it which is another great song i'm not going to tell you what was the number one song on my birthday because you can't listen to it anymore oh, you, can yeah. go and, you can go and google it you know when yeah. my birthday is it's the 23rd of april 97 just go and google it the one song on the space jam soundtrack nobody listens to anymore just say that accurate accurate <laughs> anyway the end of another glorious episode of monday madness janine we've had fun we as did. we always <laughs> do but it is not the only show we have on this YouTube channel or on this podcast feed, is it? It is not. Of course, you can find this show on our YouTube channel where we do all kinds of fun stuff. We do watch-alongs, fun discussions of TV and movies. Uh, we do fun little videos over there. So please also check us out on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe, do all of the things. And on the podcast feed, you can find other shows like our Wednesday show, Morgan Hasn't Seen, we talked about on this episode, uh, where Morgan Hasn't Seen Things, I force him to watch them. So we are doing some fun teen thrillers right now to celebrate the awesome 90s and early 2000s of my generation of films uh so please check out every wednesday on the it's a wonderful podcast feed and of course every friday we have our main show it's a wonderful podcast where we give love to those classic movies so please check us out there every monday wednesday and friday yes subscribe ding your notification bells on this youtube channel for this show in full glory video every single week for the watch alongs the live discussions the other fun videos we have here as well check them all out share them around have fun with it it's great and of course as janine said monday wednesday and friday we have you covered over on the it's a wonderful podcast feed you can find us on anchor apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast Castbox, amazon music and everywhere else as well across the bottom of the screen throughout the entire episode if you are watching this we have had links to the patreon if you would like to support us in that way our donation link if you would like to support us in that way and also of course our social medias which on twitter you can find the show at it's a wonderful one find me on twitter at the purple don with a three instead of the e in the because janine three is the magic number on instagram at just the purple don all your glorious stuff is where you can find me at janine Debean underscore on twitter janine Debean on instagram and tiktok if you want to get any merch for any of our shows you can find that at our teespring shop we have some fun designs over there everything for all of our shows including some fun stranger things designs so check that out at our teespring shop link in the description and if you want to purchase any of my art in print form you can find that at my big cartel shop g9design.bigcartel.com yes there we go janine a countdown like a movie theater please if that's even a thing what people do countdowns in movie theaters you know those clicky little circle things oh. Ten, nine. <laughs> just do an impression but nobody says anything it's okay it's just beep, beep. No, don't do beep. don't do beep, beep. <laughs> that's what it is 
Kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Kind of is, I suppose. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Bye. Bye.